Welcome again to the Biblical Resolutions Podcast, which is brought to you by the House of Jacob Bible Study Class, located at 2515 East 75th Street in Chicago, Illinois. And this is episode number nine, where the topic of discussion will be emotions, the source, and the response. And as always, I want to remind the listeners to please follow the Biblical Resolutions podcast by going to our podcast page, which is hojbible.podbean.com, hojbible.podbean.com, or you can visit the House of Jacob's main website at thehouseofjacob.org, thehouseofjacob.org. There you can make donations to the ministry at the House of Jacob Bible Study Class. You can also live stream our uh, Sabbath day lessons, which air every Saturday at 1 p.m. Chicago time. Also on our Podbean page, we also have um, the conference call number. And you could listen by phone to the live stream on, on the Sabbath or you can call that number and you can ask questions on our Wednesday night uh, question and answer. And what, what time does that start, Brother Benaya? Wednesday night question and answers at the House of Jacob starts at 7.30 p.m. Thank you. So that conference call number is also on our Podbean site. You can call that number and listen in uh, and ask questions on the Wednesday night question and answer, or you can call that number and listen on our live stream every Saturday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. So let's get into the podcast and let's introduce the brothers we have on the podcast today. We have reading for us will be Brother Terry. We have Brother, we have Brother Benaya. We have Brother Solomon. And we also have Brother Ahissamak, and we have, I am your host, Brother Obadiah, and we will be bringing the podcast to you today. And we're talking about emotions. And emotions, like a lot of other subjects that, that the book speaks about, you know, it, there's there's more than one side to emotions. You know, you can... The Lord talks about one emotion that all of us have to feel, which is repentance. You know, when you repent or you feel repentance, that means you feel some sort of uh, uh, you feel bad or you, you know, you, you, you know, you've done something against the word of God. You know, you fell off as a servant. You didn't you didn't conduct yourself as a servant. And if you truly trying to serve God, then, hey, you're going to have a repentant heart. So it's going to make you feel almost sorrow. Like Paul talked about that godly sorrow, which leads to repentance, which leads to eternal life. And that is a good emotion that you want to feel. But when it comes to being obedient to the word of God, when the Lord laid out his law, statutes and judgments, he didn't, he didn't attach an emotion to it. He didn't say, you know, Thou should not steal unless you see something you feel like you just got to have. You know, 
he didn't he, you know he he didn't he didn't say thou should not commit adultery uh unless you just feel like you just gotta have some other man's wife so he didn't attach emotions to being obedient he simply told us this is how you be obedient and this is what you need to do but as human beings you going we gonna feel emotions and um we have to deal with them but we have to deal with them in a godly manner and then sometimes those emotions or those feelings also help you as a servant like i said when you repent for doing wrong then that's gonna help you get back on the right track it's when we do wrong and we, we feel no sorrow about it and there's no you don't have a repentant heart then that means that you know you just gonna continue to do things against the word of god because there's no repentance but when that when that godly sorrow kick in that's what makes us pull back and that's what makes us you know try a little bit harder to stay on the right path but we want to start this off with the definition of emotions because we just like to read definitions so we can kind of everybody can kind of be on the same page so brother benai is going to read that definition of the word emotion the definition of emotion we're going to take this definition from the etymology online dictionary so etym online and for those who may or may not know etymology the definition of etymology is the history of a linguistic form or our history of the word so we're going to look at the historical definition of emotion an emotion 1570 moving stirring agitation from middle french emotion old french emor to stir up latin immovere to move out remove agitate from one to assimilate x out to move so emotion the main thing that i want to look at is how it moves you it's to move so these are feelings that move you that stir you with that we we can look and see how emotions there they will move you to do different things at their core so emotions will move you exactly and and that's you know that's what we're gonna look at on the podcast today because emotions can move you to do righteous or they can move you in the wrong direction and, and move you to doing unrighteousness um it's it's all about how you deal with emotions we all gonna have emotions that you know we're gonna feel like we want to do something that's not godly or we want to say something to somebody that's not necessarily godly but this is what the lord talks about you know having temperance and being able to you know you, you have to be able to contain you can't let especially negative emotions you you can't you can't just allow those to 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 fester inside you where you lose control because that's what emotions can do to cause you to lose control um but they can also move you to doing righteous righteous things like when you repent and that that repentance that that feeling of remorse or sorrow moves you to serve god it moves you to turn from your wickedness but we want to look at um brother hissamak uh wants to uh read something out of psalms because we want to see that god also has feelings you know and the lord deals with emotions 
but he deals with them. He deals with them on, on, on in, in, the, in the right way. The Lord, the Lord, people say God don't hate or whatever. They think all God is is love, but that's just not true. The Lord got emotions too, but he's dealing with, with righteousness and wickedness. So, uh, brother Hissamak, uh, he's going to go to Psalms 45 and we're going to read verse seven. And, uh, brother Terry, when you get that Psalms 45 and verse seven, you can go ahead. All right. Thou lovest righteousness and hatest wickedness. Therefore, God, thy God, have anointed thee with the oil of gladness above thy fellows. Okay, that's good. So we we just wanted to go go ahead and hit some Mac. I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, y'all know. Thank thank you so much, man. Uh, again for having me on the podcast and stuff. And I wanted to leave with this scripture because I think most people only, like you said, think of God in one fashion. Only God is love, and it's true. God is love, but. God has these emotions too. And these emotions connect him with his creation, just like it could connect us with him. Uh, and that's what I wanted to point out in this, this scripture, because I love righteousness, just like my God. And I hate wickedness. <laughs> I just, I despise wickedness, stuff that's contrary to thus said the Lord. But I love things that are in line with it. And I think these emotions we got was given to us for a reason to, to, to start to build a connection with the world around us, with people, with, you know, things that help us see what God has created more purely. We just got to learn how to use our emotions correctly and properly. Uh, one reason this podcast has come together because we all love each other. We got to love for each other. We able to correct and help each other in the right way to gain salvation. And this right here, man, is, is to me one of the beginning points of us understanding that God has these emotions as well. Uh, I just wanted to point that out so we can start with a good foundation that God has emotions too. He has love and he has hate. Yes, sir. So, Brother Solomon, you got uh, something to add. Yes, sir. Both of you guys added something very important that we need to look in, uh, into, uh, and that's that God does love, though. And the problem with the way people see it, though, is it's not whether he loves or not. It's they don't. Most people don't understand love at all. They really don't even know the definition of love. They think love is emotional versus what it really is and love is keeping the commandments love is action love is you know uh and, and the scripture tells us this you know that you we can't even love god if we can't love our own brother that we can see you know and we, we can't there's no way we can love a god that we can't see if we can't demonstrate that love with how we treat each other so a lot of people get confused about that you know and and the reason you know and the and I wanted to mention it because both you guys mentioned that a lot of people think that God is just love. And and certainly, like we said, he is. But they just don't understand what love is. And this lesson is very much needed so we can understand, you know, through understanding emotions, we will understand what love is. Absolutely. And so, um, like Paul talked about, uh, he said, we have the mind of Christ. And so the book is showing you that if we made in the image and in the likeness of God, and we supposed to have a mind of Christ, one thing for certain, the way you should feel about wickedness is you, you should hate it. Yes, sir. Because yes, sir. if you, re if you, re if you rejoicing in it, 
then that ain't the mind of God because God's feeling or his emotion about wickedness is he has a hatred for it. Yes, sir. And so if, if, if we don't have a hatred for wickedness and, 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 and we like, and we like it, then whose mind is that? You know, yes, sir. that's not in, that's not in line with, with, that's not in line with, with God, yes, you know, e- even though the Lord, you know, the Lord has, has his, his emotions, but they, they, they always stay there in line with his will. They're, they're in harmony with the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Lord don't hate. He doesn't hate righteousness like man a wicked man hates righteous mm-hmm. righteousness mm-hmm. you know because because man is backwards but the lord but but the, the lord had it written hey man you know a hey, god hates wickedness but righteousness hey he loves so this is how we have to we have to fall back in line with his uh uh and uh, be in tune with the way he operates and then your emotions or the the emotions we feeling they'll they'll lead to us being better servants or they'll they'll you know uh draw you know keep us from doing things that we shouldn't do because if you hate wickedness and then you go out there and you do something wicked the first thing you're gonna feel is you're gonna feel like you're gonna feel like garbage Mm -hmm. because you know that you you know you dropped the ball so it's gonna give you that feeling but if you if you like your God and, and and He hates wickedness, then you should hate wickedness too. But that's gonna make you get up and say, "Man, I'm gonna try not to do that no more," because yes, I want to be a servant. And and this these are the types of emotions and feelings we need to be having, not just not just not just walking around being emotional about everything, but but doing it in the right context. Uh, Brother Solomon, you want to go to a scripture? Yes, sir. Second Corinthians 10. And, you know, and, and we're trying to develop that perfect mind frame. And the perfect mind is Christ. That's the perfect mind. His thought process, his decision making, his everything that he's executed in life, uh, in, in our existence and existence, you know, in eternity, because he's always been, you know, has been perfect. You know, we got to go with that, you know, and we can clearly see in our own lives how many mistakes we've made in our own lives that have completely went backwards for us. So we're not capable of thinking correctly all the time and we need a filter. And this word of God is that filter. This is what separates a foolish thought from a wise thought, you know. Um, So I wanted to touch on this right here because it gives us some instruction here. And in 2 Corinthians 10, uh, we're going to pick it up uh, at verse 3. Terry, when you have it there. You can go ahead. All right. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Mm-hmm. For the weapons of our war, our warfare, are not carnal, but might through God to be pulling down of strongholds. So before we get to that last, to verse 5, though, like he said, you know, although we walk in this flesh, our fight it's not against this flesh. Like we can't beat this flesh. This flesh is going to do, it's going to want what it wants. Our weapons, how we beat that are not from the flesh. We can't use the flesh to beat the flesh. And what it means is that we need to use the word of God. We need to size up how we feel 
And we have to filter that with the Bible to see what the Bible says about how we feel. And so we can know, is this a good feeling or is this a bad feeling? Is this something I can react to or is this something I need to push away from me? And it says, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So if we have very strong feelings and very strong emotions or things that is very hard for us, some people, for example, they, they pick up smoking or they pick up something like that throughout their life. And I'm just using an example, not to say anything on it. Um, but it's very hard because I used to be a smoker and it's very hard to stop smoking when I felt that I needed a cigarette. I felt like I needed a cigarette. But after time, and I realized that it was bad for my health, that it kept me from doing things that, that I wanted to do that were better for me and better for my family, then how I felt about it had to be controlled and how I thought about it had to take over. So I took over, I took control in my mind and I said, well, I'm not going to smoke anymore because my mind is starting to tell me now it's not healthy for me and it's damaging my family. And, and I'm using this example because it's a clear example because the word of God can pull down they can we can conquer any of our feelings and emotions through the word of God and we can we can overcome any challenge or any habit or any you know anything that we've done for a long time that we can't even remember when we started doing it that's just a habit we can overcome all those things that seem to be not the right thing to do so I wanted to point those out real quick. And then, Terry, go ahead and pick up at verse 5 and go again. Okay. Casting down imaginations and everything, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And that is a big, big statement right there. It's giving you the instructions of how to overcome, how to use a weapon that's not carnal to beat the flesh. And it said the first thing we have to do is we have to cast down imaginations. So those things that go in our mind that trigger us at that moment, no matter what it may be, if someone says something that makes you want to get out of character and, and lose uh, the, the, the garment of Christ or the covering of Christ or the, or the mind of Christ, then those things cannot be done. Like we can't, we can't afford to let those things come in our mind and, and move us to commit an action. So it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. Well, we know the book, the Bible is the knowledge of God. This is God's instructions to us. This is where his knowledge is contained. He given us much knowledge and we're going to read much Proverbs later on today. That's going to show you how wise God really is and the knowledge of God, how impactful it is. But he says, anything that goes into your mind, any imagination that you get that for any moment clashes with the Bible, that, that, puts itself at odds with the Bible, then those things need to be cast down. We need to take them out of our minds right away. This is the quickest way to control our emotions, to get it out of our mind right away. Don't go back and forth in your mind. Don't 
debate yourself if it's right or wrong. And it says, bring it into captivity, a captive. You're, you're, you're capturing someone. You're putting, you know, you're tying them up. You're taking that thought and you're capturing it. Like, like you're guarding your mind from this thought and then you see it and it's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. So it's, 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 it's going against the word of God. So you have to capture this thought and every thought to the obedience of Christ. And we have to measure that thought to the Bible, to the obedience of Christ. We have to look at the life of Christ. We have to look at the word of God. We have to see how can Christ has conducted himself. And if it doesn't measure up to the word of God and how Christ conducted himself, then we need to cast this imagination out. And that's the beginning. And I wanted to bring that out because I thought it was very important. Brother Benaya, I saw your hand up. Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. It's all good, though. Uh, going, going to the next scripture. And this actually piggybacks on what Brother Solomon was saying. Whereas we can't fight the flesh with the flesh. I know a brother who, I know a guy on the street, he on heroin, blows for those of y'all who knows, but he on heroin and he stopped. But then he picked up drinking every day, drinking pints a day. You can't fight the flesh with the flesh. You did, You got to use something else. You got to use a different tactic. You can't fight carnality with carnality. And it's not going to be a simple fight, but this is something that you just have to do. Now, emotions move you. They move your spirit. They move your thoughts. Now, going to Proverbs 25 and 28, it reads. What, brother, brother Terry. Brother oh, oh Terry, brother, brother Terry. Yes, sir. Brother, brother Terry, Terry uh, please go Proverbs ahead and read. 25 and 28. All right. He that have no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. So he that hath no rule over his own spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls, meaning anything can take that city. And dealing with your emotions, dealing with getting things under control, you can't fight it with things that's, you're not going to get control over yourself trying to fight this fight with things that are carnal. You got to take on them weapons that uh, Brother Solomon mentioned in 2 Corinthians, which are spiritual. That's what it break down strongholds. But if you don't get control over your emotions, if you don't get control over your own spirit, which the spirit is speaking about here, is interchangeable with the word emotions. If you don't have control over that, you're like a city that's broken down and without walls. Yes, sir. So we're going to move right along. Brother Solomon has a scripture. Yes, sir. Ephesians 4, Ephesians chapter 4. Just to, We're just going to touch quickly on a couple, uh, some, some more in-depth instructions here. This is Ephesians chapter 4, and we're going to pick it up at verse 24, and then we'll skip down to 26. Uh, go ahead, Terry, whenever you have it there. Okay. And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness, and in true holiness. Absolutely. we got to be a new person. we got to control ourselves. Verse 26. All right. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your, your wrath. So God is clearly acknowledging right here that that we are going to have to, we are going to have these emotions. And it says, you know, you're going to be angry, but don't let this anger move you to sin. Don't let this anger 
move you into doing something you're not supposed to do or reacting too quickly. And also don't hold it too long. Do not let the sun go down on that anger. So if you have it, like we read before, we got to move it quickly. Uh, skip down to, uh, to verse 31 there, Brother Terry. And all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Keep going. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for for Christ's sake has forgiven you. So, you know, letting all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you. And these are all emotions. You know, you can become bitter over something. You can be wrathful and anger and have clamor over something and call, you know, and you're speaking evil about something. But he says, we have to, we have to put these emotions to the side. These are not good emotions. These are emotions we must control. And he acknowledged earlier that we can be angry, but don't let it control you. And then he gave us some countering uh, emotions there. He says, be tenderhearted, forgiving one another, you know, so we, we should not just not only be emotional, uh, not be emotional, but we should also be very soft in a sense when we're dealing with people, because that is what bears fruit. Uh, and Christ showed us that. So I wanted to point those things out there. But like Brother Solomon said, you know, he talked about be angry and sin not because we're not going to sin and tell you, you're never going to get angry. You know, some people, some people, that's a fantasy. You're going to get mad. You know, you're going to feel emotions. This is how you deal with them. And he talked about, you know, forgiving one another um, because Christ has, has forgiven you. And Paul is going to say something here about this in um, 2 Corinthians 2 and verse 10. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 2 and we're going to pick it up in verse 10. And when you get it, Brother Terry, go ahead. To whom ye forgive anything. I forgave you, I forgive also. And if I forgave anything to whom I have forgave it, for your sakes I forgave I it in the person of Christ. Go ahead. Lest Satan should get an, an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So notice Paul said, look, because we just we just got through reading you to forgive one another for Christ, he he forgave us, but Paul is now he's telling he's telling these Corinthians he say, hey, for whom you forgive anything, I forgive it also, uh, for your sakes. He said because you know, lest Satan should get an advantage, because when you are not forgiving one another, Satan gets an advantage because now, like we talked about last week, now you got people isolated. Now we not we not one mind, um. Sometimes we fall into the thing where if somebody did something, you may have heard somebody somebody did something wrong to Brother Benaya, and now Brother Solomon, you feel you feeling this, your your emotions kick in. You feeling a certain kind of way about another person, but if Brother Benaya say, "Hey man, it's cool. We talked about. It, I forgave him," then you then you supposed to let it go, because if we hold on to those things, that's how we stay divided. That's how Satan gets an advantage because you walking around, you, you dealing with you, you mad at somebody or you feeling this way about them and they probably didn't even do nothing to you, but you, you doing it on behalf of somebody else who has let it go. That's why he said, don't let the, be angry and sin not. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. You, 
we supposed to be able to let things go. We supposed to be able to move on so those emotions don't fester. But let's go to Matthew 5, and we're going to pick it up at verse 21. Matthew 5, and we're going to pick it up at verse 21 because this is exactly what happens when you don't let things go, when you don't forgive. It causes you to start to hate your brother, and a lot of times you hating a brother or hating a sister that didn't do nothing to you. Matthew 5, and pick it up at verse 21. Brother Terry, go ahead. You have heard that it was said that by them in old time, thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a, case, without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say thou fool shall be in danger of hellfire. So he's letting you know, look, if you hating your brother without a cause, you in danger of the judgment. How do you hate somebody without a cause? A lot of times it's because you dislike somebody because one of your friends has an issue with them. They didn't do nothing to you per se, but now you're going to let this emotion, this, this dislike or this hatred, you're going to let it fester in you and you're going to hold on to it until it grows and now you hating a, you hating a brother or sister, and this is really without a cause. This is why we got to always remember to forgive one another and not give place to Satan because this is what Satan wants. Satan wants a division because then he can isolate the person that's, that's weak and now he can manipulate. So we got to understand that this kind of emotion is not good. If you if you gonna let the sun if you gonna let the sun go down on your wrath and you gonna you gonna hold on to this hate for months and months, what's gonna end up happening is it's gonna build up in you, and now you're gonna be hating people who you shouldn't even be hating. But brother Solomon, you got a scripture uh, that you wanna touch on? Yes, sir. Proverbs chapter twenty nine, and we're gonna go to verse twenty two. We're gonna read twenty two and twenty three. Uh, if you know, it mentions various emotions here and, and how they come about. And I thought it's, uh, it's good for our lesson here. When you're ready, Terry, you can pick it up at Proverbs chapter 29, verse 22. And we're reading 22 and 23. Yes, sir. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. Mm -hmm. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall, up, shall uphold the humble in spirit. Yep. So an angry man, once you already let that emotion take over, then it stirreth up strife. It actually starts starting stuff and stirring up emotions in other people. And Brother uh, Benaz spoke about that, the definition of emotion is to stir a man. You know, you stir somebody up. And uh, so an angry man, if you're already angry, and then you stirring up strife, you already crossed the line, brother. You already crossed the line, sister. You know, and, and we have to tone it down at that point. And then it says a furious man. That means you you have wrath. You're you already and you a man aboundeth in transgression. That means you 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 let that anger fester and then you feed it and now you're now you're in direct line of fire with God because now you're you're in sin. 
you know, you've allowed it to for you to break the law. And we just read, you know, or, or I think we spoke about that, about uh, actually it's one of the, uh, the scriptures coming about. I was reading it earlier and I, in my mind, I just thought I read it now, but I'll let I'll let the brother speak on it when it comes. But. On 23 here, it says a man's pride. That's another emotion to be, you know, when you let your pride get the best, you say it'll bring you low, though. So if you allow the pride to get to you like that, it's going to bring you low. It's going to hurt you in your life. You know, when you let anger and, and being furious and your pride, all these things lead to destruction when you really read into this right here. But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit and you know having honor is really having honor to god you know to to following his directions and instructions and don't keep these emotions from letting you get out of his character because we're trying to follow his character here so you know i just want to touch on real quick this a furious man you know aboundeth in transgression and i think when we talked about uh when the lord talked about hating your brother without a cause when you hate somebody there there is no there is no love love and hate and, and they don't coexist like that either, either if you hate somebody to that degree you don't love them at all mm -hmm. and when you hate somebody then what's stopping you from killing them right because people kill when they hate you know and hate without a cause you know you when you talk about people hating somebody because because of their their ethnicity then you talking about you don't even know this person but because you hate who who they are or 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 whatever whatever ethnicity they are whatever race they are that you have no problem with killing them you have no problem with cheating them you have no problem with doing anything to harm them and so when you feel with hate or when you feel with this fury, hey, then you you abounding in transgression. You know, it's 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 only a matter of time that it's going to cause you to sin. And this is why the Lord tried to stop it before he even get to that point. He was like, I'm, if you hate your brother, you don't even have to kill your brother physically. Only if you hate him. Without a cause. Just have that feeling. You see what I'm saying? He trying to check your feelings at the door. So when you just when you just got the feeling that you hate him, you in danger of the judgment. Because if you hate him, that means you'll kill him, you'll steal from him, you'll do whatever to him because you hate him. So the Lord trying to check that emotion at the door. But we gonna move on to um, brother Solomon. You got another scripture? Yeah, Proverbs, Proverbs 15. fifteen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And they all go hand in hand. You know, they're all various emotions and, they, and the Lord has given us instructions and we really need to take heed, man, because this will change your life. This will change the quality of your life. You, a lot, oftentimes we think people are reacting to us in a certain way and it's really the way we delivered the message in the first place, you know, and the way we conduct ourselves. So we have to keep these things in mind. Terry is going to be fifth, Proverbs 15, verse 1, and pick it up when you're there. Okay. A soft answer turn, turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. And, you know, and, and, and there it goes in a nutshell. You know, when you speak to someone in a respectful, in a kind, in a patient, in a soft way, you know, you can turn a man that is wrathful and you can ha help him calm down and help him control his emotion by the level of control that he sees you with. But 
grievous words stir up, up anger. And again, that stirring up of, you know, that, that generating that energy to, to react. Uh, and, and that comes with grievous words. So, so when you are, you know, not controlling your emotions and not controlling your anger. And it's, uh, you said something to me, I'm going to say something to you. Well, that's only going to double and triple and it's just going to grow and grow and grow because one grievous word stir up anger, then another grievous word stir up anger. And next you know somebody fighting. Next you know somebody shooting. Next you know something is going, somebody divorcing. Something is going on. Somebody cheating. You know, so we got to keep these things in mind that how we speak to people and how we control ourselves make a big difference and it starts with us if someone can yell at us but if we a soft answer that means though the question was before the answer obviously so if somebody comes at us with and they're out of their character out of their emotion and we control the situation control our emotions don't let it move us and then we can help them calm down and we can turn somebody away from sinning you know if we if we do what we're supposed to do so i thought that was important to bring up uh here's some yeah, definitely, man. And and this is a, a beautiful scripture, man. It could be applied anywhere. Uh, it can be applied in your home. It could be applied in your your workplace. It can be applied in, um, you know, out in random, uh, anywhere you go. Uh, I think first to have to to give us off answer, you got to be humble, because I don't see too many people that's puffed up giving soft answers. You know, somebody that's humble. And somebody that's um, um, uh, has uh, compassion, has long suffering, can give you a soft answer and can understand whatever situation you're going through. Um, but somebody who lacks those things, everything is, you know, it's your problem. Deal with it. Um, I, I think we really, once we start to look at certain emotions and characteristics, they, it's two sides of it. And, you know, you could be in an argument in your home and a simple, I'm sorry, I apologize, forgive me, can avoid a whole lot of problems. Same thing at your job or same thing when you're at the grocery store. It, it takes certain type of characteristics and, and emotions to, to live this type of scripture on the soft side and on the angry side. You, you got to understand that we as people are learning how to control our emotions, which was given to us by God. We, we got emotions that was given to us by God. It's in controlling it properly that's going to help you um, bring people into this truth. It's going to either help you push people away from this truth. We are learning how to be perfect and better servants. And I think understanding where you at, if you humble, yeah, you're going to have a soft answer but if you puffed up you're gonna have a rough answer uh if you think you're right in the situation you, you ain't gonna have no soft answer most of the time if, if you think you you know wrong you're gonna hold to whatever side you believe so uh definitely i just wanted to add it to the scripture because it, the characteristics that we gotta have in us will show us that we're gonna give a soft answer we're gonna give a, a rough answer absolutely and i i wish i wish we did this one like this this podcast right here like three weeks ago because <laughs> i probably i probably wouldn't have got into into the uh um back and forth with with my co-worker you know yeah um i was thinking about that i was thinking about that today earlier today how you know i could have 
I, I should have handled that differently, you know, but again, letting my emotions uh, carry me somewhere where I should have been thinking more than just trying to react. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, that's what happens. You know, e emotions, you're going to have emotions. You're going to feel anger. You're going to feel joy. You're going to feel, so you're going to feel all of that. The Lord, we read earlier that the Lord love and he ain't. But the thing about it is, is that we as flesh, as flesh and blood beings have to learn how to uh, cast down those imaginations. We got to learn how to bring every thought to the, to the obedience of Christ and bring those thoughts into captivity because your emotions will, if you are not thinking, you're not careful, your emotions will carry you to a place you don't want to be mm -hmm. as a servant of God. And um, it's, it's, it's too many instances, man, where people ain't going to never see the street no more because just, just one, just, just one moment of, of having this emotion. And now, you know, you can't undo what's been done. So that is definitely something that we got to look at. Um, but let's move right along. Let's go to uh, Matthew 16 and we're going to pick it up at verse 21. Because we starting to look at, you know, we, we're looking at how to, you know, how, how emotions affect your decision making. That's really what it boils down to. Um, either you're going to allow your emotions to, you know, to, to help you make better decisions or you going to allow them to uh, push you to making the wrong decisions. And that's really what it boils down to every day. Despite of what I'm feeling, I got to remember, regardless, that I'm a servant of God. Mm -hmm. And I have to check my emotions. Um, and when you feel in a, a, a certain way, you got to understand, you know, what, what, what made you feel that way. Right. Because everybody got triggers. Certain things trigger you. They, they might set off a certain kind of emotion in you or set off a certain kind of a state of mind in you. And a lot of times people walk around and you don't even know yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't you don't you don't even you don't even understand what triggers your what, what triggers the, 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 the negative side of you. You know, you just being like the book talk about, you know, you just being tossed to and fro and, and don't even understand. But understanding emotions and understanding how they affect you, understanding what what things trigger certain emotions in you will help you be a better servant, will help you be a more uh, 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 humble person because you can control yourself better. But let's go to Matthew 16 and we're going to pick it up. At verse 21, because Peter, in all his zeal and all his love that he had for the master, made a made a grave error here. And the Lord rebuked him sharply because of this of this error he made. But his emotion that he was feeling, part of it was his love for the master. His love for Christ was what triggered this 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 episode that he went through this tantrum that he went through and it, it wasn't it wasn't about 
it wasn't about something unrighteous. It was just the fact that he loved the master that much that once he heard something that he didn't want to hear, it triggered an episode and he offended the master. Matthew 16, and we're going to pick it up at verse 21. Go ahead. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Go ahead. Then Peter took him, Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from the Lord, this, should, this shall not be unto thee. Now, did you hear, he, Peter, he rebuked the master. He rebuked the Lord and said, no, this ain't going to happen to you. Because now he's, he, he done went through episode. When he heard that the Lord was going to get killed, his, his, if you love somebody, you don't want to, you don't want nothing to happen to them. You don't want to, you don't want to hear they, that they got killed. Of course, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to bring up all kind of emotions, but the Lord is going to have to check him. Go ahead. But he turned and said unto Peter, get behind thee, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou, thou savorest not the thing that he, that be of God, but of that be of men. So he, he, hey, the Lord had to let him know. He, who, what did he call him? He called him Satan. He said, get thee behind me, behind me, Satan. Why? Because that's who he was acting like at that moment. Because what you saying is, it ain't about the plan of God. It's about what you want. And that's what the Lord said. You, you, you're not savoring the things that be a God, but the things that be a man. Now, was Peter trying to, was, was he trying to uh, uh, go to that level? Of course not. But his love for the master, that emotion caused him to, to, to offend the Lord because he couldn't, he just couldn't, it, it, he, he couldn't control the, what happened. He couldn't control himself rather. He couldn't, con he, 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 he was so overwhelmed by the fact that the master was going to die that it just took him to a place. But that was, that was because of his love for him. Mm -hmm. But still mm -hmm. he allowed his emotions. He allowed that to go way too far. Brother Benai, go ahead. Yeah, just agreeing with you and piggybacking on how you said that, uh, you know, Peter took him and rebuked, which means he refuted what God has just said. That That's the severity of that, of what he did. He refuted what God has just said, just like Satan refuted in the garden. You shall not surely die. He refuted what God has said, but he let his emotions move him to align himself with Satan. And we got to be careful about that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you don't know whatever emotion you feel in some, you know, love, love can make you love can make you sin too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It can, uh -huh. it, it can, you know, it, it, it can make you make you do things and say things that are just not righteous. So it ain't only anger. It could be on the other end too. That is why it is, to, to be mindful of yourself is is much more important than to be mindful of somebody else. You got to deal 
with your emotions and your triggers. Because if you don't know your own triggers and you don't know what what, what sends you off off the edge, you're going to be in trouble. But let's move on. Let's go to Ecclesiastes, the seventh chapter. And we're going to pick it up at verse nine. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes and we're just going to read verse nine. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resists resteth in the bosom of fools. He say, look, don't be hasty in your spirit to be angry. In other words, don't 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 be so quick to don't be so quick to want to snap on somebody and tell somebody how you know where they can go with it and all of that. Don't don't be hasty to to, to jump up and be angry. He said, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want to be a fool, then, you know, just hold on to that anger because you cannot think straight. You cannot think rationally when you walking around uh, and you, and you consume with anger. You can't think straight. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, brother Hissamac. You got something you want to read? Yeah, Psalms 145. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Psalms 145. And we're just going to read one verse. It's verse 8. Psalms 145 and verse 8. And, you know, we're talking about these emotions and stuff and the good and bad side of them and how to control them. I, I just wanted to point out that God has emotions as well. And he uses his in a productive recovery healing way uh to make hey man brother not to cut you off brother that's that's that that's an excellent way to say that you know pr- productive yeah guys god uses his emotions in a productive way because you know he's you know he he's got all he's got all power and all knowledge yeah you know but yeah. we we use emotions a lot of times very unproductively yeah, yeah, go ahead right. brother and 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 thank you for that because we use the lord use emotions to point you towards life we sometimes use emotions to point you towards death and hatred and in and, and the wrong part of what we should be, be doing on this recovery mission so we use it you know improperly um but again i'm gonna uh, go to psalms 145 and verse 8 brother Terry, when you get it go ahead and read all right the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and for great mercy. Yeah. Send of great mercy. Yeah. So we see all these um, attributes and these characteristics and these emotions that the Lord had. Uh, it, it says the Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. So I think once we start to understand this is how God is and he using it constructively, for the recovery of the creation, that's how we have to change our mind to it. He got anger too, but he's slow to anger. You know, you, you don't, anger shouldn't be your first emotion when people do something. Oh, I'm angry at you and I, oh, you know, it shouldn't be the first emotion. It should be how do I use my emotions to teach this person or help this person come back from uh, a, a possible, uh, offense to the Lord, a possible offense to me, a possible offense to people around us. Um, we really got to look at that. And again, being made in God's image, you're going to have these emotions. You're going to have these feelings. It's about how do we control them? How do we bring them into captivity that we can use them 
for the benefit of salvation, for the benefit of healing, for the benefit of recovery. Um, and that's truly one of these uh, great scriptures that shows that the Lord has these emotions, but it's um, used in a total different way. Um, anybody got anything to add to that? Yes, sir. Um, yeah, man. I mean, the Lord being full of compassion, because if, if the way we think, if the Lord thought like man think, man, it wouldn't be no man alive on the planet. Yes, sir. Because the the, the way we feel like if somebody do you wrong or something, man, you ready to, you know how it is, man, you, you ready to bury him. You know, it's like, it's like Lord, you know, smite their house and let them all fall in the pit. You know, man has very little mercy. Yeah. You know, man is full of wrath. But, you know, the book is showing you, hey, man, look, the Lord is slow to anchor. And this the one, he could do whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, ain't nobody tell him you can't start over. He 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 could destroy all of this and start, start brand new. And who going to say something about it? Mm -hmm. So, but he's suffering. He's suffering with man, you know, who ain't got no power. He's suffering, he's suffering with us for the sake of giving that eternal life to those who show themselves worthy. Uh -huh. But he's slow to anger. He's full of compassion mm -hmm. because he under Lord understand he got to give man who, who, who is weak in the faith. Uh, a lot of times he got to give you room to, 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 to try to come back around. Yeah. And that's that compassion. Yeah. But he's using that compassion to like you said, brother, to help recover you, mm -hmm. you know, not so much to just not not to destroy, but to help recover, mm -hmm. and that is how we got to start looking at these emotions and looking at these feelings. We have to put them in the right context. Mm -hmm. But go ahead, brother. Definitely, man, and and you know, again, man, th this is what you use towards your children. You know, if they do an offense that deserves your anger, you give them anger. If they do an offense that deserves your love, you, you show them love. Or they do anything that deserves your love. We got to understand that God dealing with us as his children as well. That he's teaching us how to become immoral. So you got to deal with these in a certain fashion to help people understand. He gave compassion to the people in the wilderness when they constantly offended. He gave compassion to the people and not destroying Jerusalem time after they offended day after day. He gave compassion to his kings and to his people because he was trying to get them to understand. But when all that was finished, the only thing you understand is wrath and anger and destruction. This is what you're going to get. Um, and it's, it's, it's very important that we understand that. But again, now we're going to move on. Uh, if nobody has anything else to add, we're going to move on to another scripture. Matthew, the ninth chapter, and we're going to pick it up at verse 35. Matthew 9 and verse 35. Brother Terry, when Go you ahead, Brother Terry. All right. And Jesus went, on, went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel in the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having a, having no no shepherd. 
and and this is another to me uh jesus doing work he 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 going about teaching and preaching uh the gospel from synagogue to synagogue city to city and he healing people um but when he looked and seen the people man he had compassion on them. this emotion kicked in they were they were sheep scattered abroad with no shepherd he he had so much you know love for the people he did work and he was moved with compassion they didn't they didn't have no no leader you know they didn't have nobody that had all these emotions to care for him and to you know bring them and teach them and do all these things he was moved with compassion towards uh, the people after he had did all his work um it, it's just a beautiful scripture again this emotion connected him with all these people from city to city. He teaching, he healing, he preaching. That emotion connected him with his people. Absolutely. And and I mean, that that, that does connect people, you know, the, these, the compassion and things like that. Hey, it, it connect, it connects people. It, it, that brings about you doing good works, you helping your brother or sister when you have compassion on them. Um, um and 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 that's the productive way to use you know emotions or feelings that you have it, it's it's to help your fellow man um but let's move on and brother benaya you got a scripture yes uh, let's go to proverbs 16 and pick it up at verse 32 now, we mentioned about getting angry and we've been talking about how we have to make sure that we keep our that we use our product, our, our emotions productively, constructively and not destructively. That's the issue. Your emotions can move you to either do things that are constructive or destructive. And that's the issue. But uh, when we get there, let's pick it up at Proverbs 16. And Brother Terry, when you get there, uh, verse 32, 16 and verse 32. Okay. He hath is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. This is a, a this is synonymous with what I, what we brought up earlier in Proverbs 25. But this comes from a different angle. And it says, he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. So, there are plenty of mighty people out there, plenty of them. You got plenty, you got plenty of people in the military, plenty of Marines. You got plenty of, of football players. You have plenty of basketball players. You have plenty of boxers. You have plenty of strong men out there. But it tells you that he that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Now, Samson was able to take a city, went up to the city, took, a, took the gates of the city and walked off with him. Mm -hmm. he, he was one who, who could take a city. So if it says, so it tells us that he that ruleth his spirit is better than he that's strong enough to take a city. We have to have control over it. They don't say that your spirit ain't going to move you to do different things, but it tells us we have to have control over it. That's the main thing. We have to have control over it. And something that has been coming up that uh that the Lord kind of had me realize in our conversation, our control, of course, it, you're going to feel what you're going to feel. That's without a doubt. But our control comes from 
what we, if we, whether or not we desire God. And, and this is what I mean by that. Your emotions always, your choice in your emotions, how you deal with your emotions, whether they're going to be a destructive outcome or a constructive outcome, how you deal with your emotions comes down to two things. Whether you love or hate the word of God, whether you have an affection or an aversion to the word of God, or whether you have a disgust for uh, or a desire to the word of God, it's going to come down to that. Because if you truly have a desire for the word of God, then even when your emotions, even when these things come that move you, you will think about what the word of God actually says and use and, and folk and move those emotions to a certain way. You will bring those thoughts into subjection to where they should be as far as what is godly or ungodly. Again, I'm seeing this, man, I, I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's, it's making it very clear that what you choose comes down to uh, whether whether you have a love or a hate, an affection or an aversion or a desire for or disgust of what is right. What is the word of God? It depends on what you really want to do. What is your desire? Is it for the word of God or not? That's going to help you either manage your emotions or or let your emotions manage you. Exactly. Like like Brother Hissamak said, like he read earlier, hey, man, you, you like the Lord love righteousness. You got to love that. Because that's that's what's going yes, that's sir. what's gonna yes, keep you that's that's what's gonna keep you going and, and, and keep you trying to get better at, at containing yourself. Uh brother Solomon, go ahead, brother. Yeah, you know, I was what Benaiah said how how uh, your emotion towards God, you know, I, I, I was just thinking about it and, and, and a way to say it for me where it clicked in my head, what he was saying right now is is that, you know, the way you handle your emotions is really a reflection of how you feel about God unknowingly, you know, how, and, but God summed it up too. When he said how you treat your brother, you know, uh, it, you can't love me without loving your brother. And, and it's, you know, it, it goes so deep like that, that concept goes so deep that, that it's, it's really how you feel about yourself and how you feel about yourself is really how you feel about God at the end of the day. So if we can't control ourselves with, with other people and the problem is with us and, and, and the, the, and the, the, the tear is between us and God. Like we have separated ourselves from God at that moment. There's, there's a rip in, in, in the cloth that, you know, it's not connected. And it's just such a deep concept, man. I really appreciate, uh, Benai, you bringing that up like that. Praise God in Jesus name. Yes, sir. And, um, you know, it, it goes back, it goes back to the, to, to the scripture we read with, uh, Peter, when, when the Lord had to let call Peter told him to get thee behind me, Satan, because, it, it really boils down to another way to say it is it, it has to be a greater purpose than just my, my purpose just can't be just to live every day for what I want. Mm -hmm. my, if that, if that's it, if that's it, then I ain't going to follow after righteousness because my flesh, your flesh don't, don't, don't want to do that. Your flesh don't want restrictions. Your flesh wants to go and experience everything until until you kill yourself yeah. that's 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 the, yes, fleshly, that's the fleshly man it's never satisfied and you you are going to you just pass out but when it's a greater purpose and that's what peter at that moment didn't understand man this ain't about your feelings mm -hmm. this is about this greater purpose yeah that you're not seeing yeah and that's why the lord had to rebuke him 
because he did not understand that he was going against the will of God. Mm-hmm. And he was only concerned about uh, his self and his own personal feelings. But uh, who's next? Let's go to John 11, the 11th chapter. John the 11th chapter. And, and, and we're going to pick this up at uh, verse uh, 31. And here in John 11, um, Lazarus is died. This is Lazarus. He, he died. And, you know, people sick because Lazarus was a good brother. He was a good brother, man. He died and his people sick. But again, this is John 11 and verse uh, 31. Brother, when you get it, go ahead. All right. The Jews then which were with her in the house and com- com- comforted her when they saw when they saw Mary they that she rose up hastily and went out followed her say saying she goeth unto the grave to weep there then when mary was was come to where jesus was and saw that and saw him she fell down at his feet saying unto him lord if thou had had his been there here my brother had not died. And so this is Mary, you know, she going, she went to meet Jesus. She weeping, all this. She went to meet Jesus and she said, Lord, if, if you was here, my brother hadn't died. The verse 33, continue reading, brother. When Jesus therefore saw her weeping and the Jews also weeping, which were, which came with her, he, he groaned in the, in the spirit and was troubled. And so now Jesus to see all these other emotional people around him. He see Mary, he see all the Jews and came with her. It triggered his emotions. He groaned in the spirit. Continue reading 34. And said, where have ye laid him? They said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. This is a real important scripture. Uh, Jesus wept. It showed that when he had seen all those people connected because of Lazarus, the death of Lazarus, Mary and the other Jews, all these people connected, he groaned in the spirit. He asked, where you laid him? Let me see. Jesus wept because he was connected now. All these people were interconnected by one person. It caused emotions that ultimately led to Jesus weeping. Then the Jews said, and then it said in verse 36, then said the Jews, behold how he loved them. It was another emotion connected to that as well. So all these people were interconnected by emotions that caused Jesus to weep. And it showed that Jesus cared for somebody and loved them as well. This is the other side of emotions that was triggered by some people that triggered Jesus to weeping and then triggered him to even showing those people how much he cared for somebody else. Uh, I think this is very important because you need to see all sides of the Lord. When we see God, he just ain't one uh, a being that's going to destroy the world. No, he connected too. He connected to people through emotions. And 
that's how we start to build a stronger family. Right here, everybody is one through their emotions and through the love of one person. Uh, and I think it was just an awesome scripture to point out that Jesus cried. People see the Lord and they think, oh man, he's he just strong. He had to have emotions to even cause him to cry, to even build this connection with his brothers and sisters. Absolutely. And uh, that's, that's, that's an excellent point. You know, being, being connected or being one, one, one uh, unit, you know, through, you know, those emotions, you know, um, that's, that's what builds relationships. You, you develop feelings, uh, you develop love for an, another individual, you know, uh, but let's move on. Let's go to Hebrews four and we're going to pick it up at verse 14 because we want to see that when the Lord came in the flesh, when he was manifested in the flesh, that that was to our benefit. We know because he became that sacrifice mm -hmm. that gave us back access to the tree of life. But also by him walking in his flesh, he became connected to his creation even more because now now he's more in tune with what you what what you you struggle with being in the flesh mm -hmm. and this is why i like this scripture because again it's all about feeling what 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 you know you feeling what somebody else felt you know um and 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 it's it's comforting to know that somebody you know, when you're going through something that somebody went through the same thing or is going through the same thing and they can understand and you can understand mm -hmm. and through those emotions. But you 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 develop that connection. Uh, let's go to Hebrews four and we're going to pick it up at verse 14. When you get it, Brother Terry, go ahead. Seeing then that we have a great high priest and is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession go ahead for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as one as we are yet without sin so he said look for we don't have no high priest that can't be touched with the feeling of our infirmities again we talking about what a what a flesh and blood man goes through your feelings, these emotions, your infirmities. He said, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. So so now he can truly, you know, not that the Lord didn't know, but now, but that he walked in this flesh and he dealt with this flesh and was without sin. But now how much more is he going to be, he going to intercede for you? when mm -hmm. when you when you when you when you when you going to the left and to the right and you 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 running around here and 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 you in your feelings and you just and you just you know you can't contain yourself sometimes not 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 that he's not gonna go upside your head but at the same time hey he he gonna have compassion because hey he was a he he was tempted and afflicted uh uh just like we are because he had to deal with this flesh. So, Brother Terry, I want you to skip down to chapter 5 and, and read verse 1. Hebrews okay. 5 and 1. For every high priest, priest taken among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God, 
that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sin. Uh huh. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way, for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. So then he broke it down to the carnal level. He said, look, every high priest taken from among men, and we know that, that the, high, the priest the Lord set up was after, you know, from the sons of Levi, from Aaron's seed. But he said, look, they can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way because they, they themselves, uh, uh, he himself is compassed with infirmity. And so understanding that, even though that person was a high priest and and if, even a righteous high priest after the order of Aaron, being that, being that they were flesh and blood men, they understood they can have compassion on the one that's out of the way. The same way the Lord dealt with the flesh and he was tempted in all points. How much more of a better, uh, uh, how much more of a more compassionate high priest is he going to be now? Because he walked in the same of shoes we walked in. So I believe, so that connection, having those feelings, having going through those emotions, having those infirmities put upon you draws you closer to the ones that's going through it. So again, those emotions, those feelings, those things uh, help in our connection with our high priest because he was tempted and he was tempted in all points, just like we are. Let's go uh, next to First uh, Corinthians, the first chapter. First Corinthians, the first chapter, and we're gonna pick it up at verse one. Anybody want to add something? No, I'm good, bro. Keep going. Yeah. First Corinthians one, and we're gonna pick it up at verse one because we trying we trying to hit this on all points. We we really, you know, we we trying to understand how to, how to deal with emotions because you can't just walk around and say oh man you, you serving god man you can't deal with emotions uh sometimes yeah when it comes to thou shalt not and what you should be doing yeah ain't, ain't no emotions attached to that you supposed to be able to do that and it, it it ain't it don't have a it don't have a loophole for you know how you feel you know depending on how you feel today don't go out there and commit adultery depending on how you feel today, don't go out there and dishonor the Sabbath. Ain't no, ain't no feelings and emotions attached to it. You know what to do. If you smart, you would do it. If you ain't smart, you won't. But then when you're talking about interaction with your brother and sister, when you're talking about wanting the Lord to have mercy on you, those feelings and emotions absolutely come into play. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got to use those. We have to we have to harness those feelings and emotions and use them to recover, not to destroy. Mm -hmm. Like Brother Benaiah said, you know, to be constructive and not destructive. But we got to deal with them. We can't all, we, we can't keep walking around like, you know, we don't ever have emotions. Some, some brother, some brother, especially, especially, uh, especially brothers, we be like that, you know, like we, we so hard, we so tough, you know, I don't feel nothing, you know, I ain't emotional. But man, brothers just as emotional as women, you know, and so you you got to deal with that. We we have to deal with it, brother Hissamac. You got a point. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. I I, I totally agree. Um, I'm 
I'm an emotional brother. I'm not a weak brother. I'm not soft. I'm not scary. I'm an emotional brother. And these feelings that God has given me has let me know I'm not a robot. I'm not on autopilot. I'm connected with things that are around me. You know, I can remember having a pet, man, and my pet dying and I'm crying. I'm connected with stuff around me. I can remember, man, you know, feeling joy, man, and that causing me to shed tears when I seen my daughter do well or when I seen other people do well. God has not made us robots. He gave us these things for a reason. And especially with brothers, man, I think, you know, you see brothers and, you know, you, you, you know, they walk around, man, I'm, I'm straight. You got the problem. That, that's not the way it is. That's not the way it should be. He set it up for us to start to build connections with people that we can strengthen the body. These emotions on the good side and on the bad side is going to help you strengthen the body. We, we got to understand that to really move forward. You know, if you, the scriptures I pointed out is the, the scriptures that I wanted to show people is that the Lord has these emotions. This is his creation. Ain't nobody did nothing greater than the Lord ever. He made everything that we know exists. So if he's showing these emotions of love and hate and anger and weeping and compassion and long suffering, why do we think that we shouldn't have the same emotions in a way? And especially like you said for me, you know, I, I learned that the Lord leads with humility. He's 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 humble. He, if, if he wasn't humble, man, he would wipe this thing out and wouldn't have thought twice. Because if I was, you know, had any power, I'd have wiped this thing out because I'd be tired of talking to people. Again, his emotions and these things have connected us to make us stronger. And not that we robots. We are human beings and we are people and we're trying to be made in God's image. And once we understand that, then we can start to deal with these emotions and the, the, the scripture and uh, eternal life on a deeper level. Absolutely. And uh, I know I said, for, uh, I know I got first Corinthians one wrote down brother Terry, but that's, that should be first Corinthians, the second chapter, first uh, Corinthians, okay. the second chapter in verse one. Um, but, but absolutely, you know, uh, a lot of uh, what being growing as a servant of God is about is, you know, discovery self-discovery mm -hmm. you know realizing you know dealing with things um that you don't want to deal with you know dealing with yourself when you want to ignore yourself you know all of this helps us become better servants you know and uh a lot of times that falls by the wayside you know if everybody is so caught up in going through the motions you know um of the sabbath you know the high days you know you know you going through the motions but every day man you got to pay attention to yourself and understand what what moves you mm -hmm. because you can't avoid you can't avoid feeling feelings and emotions you can't avoid it it's, it's coming you know and so if you just going to ignore it, then, Hey, uh, you, you prime, you, you know, you, 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 you easy pickings for Satan. Cause that's how he coming at you. He, he, he gonna, he, he gonna come at you. 
when you catch that feeling that you ain't supposed to have, Satan gonna be right there. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I'd have been in, I'd have been in in situations and things that went through my mind, and I'm like, man, I wouldn't even, you know, it was so, it was so abruptly, it was so abrupt that I just, I was just, I'm like, man, I can't even believe my mind even went here, you know, but that's what Satan waiting on. He 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 doesn't want you to deal with reality, you know. He wants you to think, man, I'm I'm good, I'm I'm straight, ain't nothing wrong with me. Yep, you show sure right, ain't nothing wrong with you. Until you get put in the situation, then everything that's wrong with you gonna pop up. You know, he don't but, even want you to think. He just wants you to right. act. He he just wants you to react. So you know, again. Mm-hmm. That's 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 when emotions are are destructive. You just reacting. You you don't you're not even you're not even thinking. You just reacting. Uh, but let's let's move on. First Corinthians uh, two, and we're gonna pick it up at verse five. Go ahead, brother Terry. Verse five. Okay. I mean, I'm sorry. Verse uh, First Corinthians two and verse one. That's my bad. Go ahead. Okay. And I, brother, when I came to you came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. Go ahead. For I des- I, I determined not to know anything you among you save Jesus Christ and his crucif- and him crucified. Go ahead. And I was with you in weak in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Now, listen, he said, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. So he wasn't he wasn't amongst the people like, you know, he was holier than thou. Like he was he was some kind of uh, what you call it, uh, what they call it, a demigod or something, a man, God, half man, half God. Like he was some like like he was some great one. No, he said. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. In other words, he 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 showed he he wasn't putting up no front. He was with his brothers and sisters. Hey, I'm I'm a man like you. Same way you have fears, I got fear. You got weaknesses, I got weaknesses. This is what it is. Let's just be open and be honest. So we can help each other get through this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't no putting up no front, and that's a lot of times what we do, man. We 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 try so hard to keep this facade going mm-hmm. instead of instead of instead of letting your brother or sister know, yeah, man, I had that same problem you had, or yeah, I man, that make I get weak or I got a fear of that just like you do. So we can help each other get stronger, mm-hmm. but. A lot of times we we never grow to that point because everybody feel like they got to put up the facade. Mm-hmm. But Paul said, hey, I was you seen me for, for who I was in, in so many words, because I was with you in fear and weakness and in much trembling. Go ahead, brother. Verse four. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit. And have power. Now he said, "Look, even his preaching, he said it wasn't with enticing words of man's wisdom. So he wasn't trying to provoke 
some kind of euphoria you know like like we see the pro- false prophets do today you know he wasn't he wasn't trying to get his great oration so you can jump up and 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 you can you can get all emotional and 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 because because he wasn't trying to get them <clears throat> to 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 hold him in some high regard he was trying to get them to serve the lord read verse 5 that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men but in the power of God. And, and Paul said, look, I did that so your, your faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God, because that's who you better have faith in, because a man going to disappoint you all the time, but you better have faith in your God. But Paul was open. They seen him for who he was, and all he did was lead by example, but still they seen that, hey, man, he had fear, he had weakness. He was with him and much trembling. He was he was just like everybody else. Anybody got something to add to that? Okay, no, sir. Uh, brother Hissamak, uh Yeah, definitely you got a scripture. Uh, yeah, uh, it's First Corinthians, the ninth chapter, and verse twenty-two. And I think this complements the scripture you just read perfectly. Uh, you know, Paul wanted to build a connection with the people to help them heal themselves to show them an example. Um, he was compassed, like the other scripture that was read, he was compassed with infirmities as well. Uh, and he knew that the people were, uh, but he was, the goal was recovery. Um, so this first Corinthians, the ninth chapter and verse 22, brother, when you get it, go ahead and read. All right. So the week I became, to the week became I as weak and I might gain the weak. I am made all things to all men, that I might be all means save some. And I think this is highly important. Like, man, around brothers that got weaker faith than I do, man, I'm I'm weak to them because I want them to gain them. You know, around stronger brothers, I'm, I'm stronger because the thing is to gain more people with the same mind going in the same direction towards salvation. You emotions connected them. Feelings connected them. They weren't robots. And he went out to do work because he had these emotions and these feelings. He had a director from God. He had a job to do. And I think that's extremely important. Verse um 23, brother. And this I do for the gospel sake that I might be partakers thereof with you. And again, he did it for the gospel's sake, so they can be all partakers together in salvation. He went from city to city, country to country, teaching, thus said the Lord. He was appropriate for everywhere he went. He did the tearing down he needed to do, and he did the building he needed to do. He was weak when he had to be weak, and he was strong when he had to be strong. Absolutely. Uh, brother, brother Solomon, you got a scripture. Yes, sir. And that's, that was, that was a powerful scripture, uh, that the brother read and this goes right along with it. You know, we have a saying, well, the scripture that I have coming up right here is second Peter, second Peter chapter one, we're going to go from five to eight, but I wanted to add about, uh, on brother Hismack there, you know, there's a saying 
in sales. You know, I've been in sales a long time and I was a marketing director and been a marketing director for a long time. And there's a saying that says to mirror your customer. Uh, and, and you can take that as far as you want. If it's dressing like your customer, if it's talking like your customer, if it's walking like your customer, if it's changing your accent, what you know, because this is sales, right? And and the objective is to gain a customer, to gain a sale, to gain a commission, whatever it is that you're working hard for and, and that you're 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 doing this for. And we're become we're to become fishers of men. We're supposed to gain people for Christ. So we have to relate to them. By the time that sales process was done, some people used to say, man, I feel like I know you, like you're a family member. And it's because you mirrored them so well. And and I apply this when it comes to the word of God, because this instruction came from the Bible. That's one of the things that I've learned, that when you're dealing with somebody and you want to gain them, that you have to, you know, make yourself a friend to them. You have to, you have to, you know, um, you have to be relatable to them just because we know so you know, we, we have discernment. We know so much. It's easy for us to point out the flaw in everybody, but that's not the objective. The objective is to gain a soul. So, you know, that scripture went perfect with what we're about to read here in Second Peter. Um, it is Second Peter chapter one, and we're going to pick up at verse five. And besides this, giving all diligence add to your faith, virtue and to virtue, knowledge. Keep going, bro. And to knowledge, temperance. And to temperance, patience. And to patience, godliness. And to godliness, brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye should that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So when we deal with people and we deal with them like this, you know, with all diligence and having temperance and, and patience and godliness and brother, brotherly kindness and charity, when we deal with people like this, then we will never be unfruitful. Uh, and it comes from the knowledge of God. So this is how you win people over by controlling our emotions. When when things are going on, you get, you become a light. You become a light in a dark moment for them, in a dark place. They don't even know that they're so lost right now because they're being so overtaken with emotion. And you become a guiding light and our examples and how we handle them and how we talk to them and how we deal with them and how we respond to them. You know how the scripture said earlier that a soft answer, that means you're, you're responding to someone. You know, somebody can come to you out of nowhere yelling and screaming and this or and that and how, whatever the situation may be, whether it's your job, whether at home, whether so, you know, randomly, you know, but how we respond to them really determines the outcome. If we can take this type of responsibility of our emotions, if we can take this type of, 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 um, you know, of, uh, of, I mean, responsibility and, um, uh, what is the other word there? Uh, accountability if we can if we can take this kind of accountability and say even if somebody else is is out of control in their emotions if we can respond and keep control of our emotions and still be kind and patient and whatnot then we really can bring some people to repentance which is the ultimate emotion and uh and i thought it was important to go with this lesson as well absolutely brother our uh, brother benaya yes sir brother i just wanted to 
uh, as we as we finish things off, man, this like I said, I've been learning so much in this lesson, just these things introspectively, because as we deal with emotions, you, you realize according to the scripture and according to life, we're going to have emotions. We're going to be dealing with internal things that can stir us up and move us in certain directions. But what what is shown is that we have to have control because our control and, you know, we have to have control and our control is truly shown in our actions and our, and as I look at it, our actions, they're a direct reflection of what our desire is. And as you look at the scripture, our mission is to show God what we desire and to show him that we desire him. And these emotions, they're going to move you, but you have to have control and your, your actions have to, you, you have to desire God because that's the only way that your actions in the midst of your emotions will be things that are constructive, not destructive. And um, as I said, our mission is to show God that we desire him. And that's written in Luke uh, and that's shown in Luke 10 and 27, how it says he, uh, and I'm going to just say it real quick. And he answered and said, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. So we, the first and foremost thing, we're trying to show God what we desire and that we desire him. And we going to have these emotions, but we got to have control because if our actions are consistently uh, aligning with things that are ungodly, aligning with things that are destructive, we're showing God that we despise him. We're showing God that we desire what is unrighteous. We're showing God that we have that we have an aversion or a dislike of him, even though people be like, no, I, ain't, I, I love God. No, your actions are showing what you desire and it's showing that you actually desire what is not godly. Absolutely. Um, and so this is, this has really been an eye opening uh, podcast. Uh, I want to thank the brothers for coming on and, uh, you know, expounding on the scriptures and, and brother Terry for reading today. And uh, hopefully the listeners, you know, got a better understanding on, you know, how to walk every walk this walk every day as a servant of God and the things that we simply going to have to deal with uh, in this flesh, you know, uh, you know, and, and one of the main things is the, the emotions and the feelings that you're going to have every day. It's something that you just got to deal with. So I want to thank you all for joining us here on the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. As always, uh, again, I want to remind you to, if you would like to uh, subscribe or listen to previous episodes, please go to hojbible.podbean.com. Also, check out the House of Jacob, uh, Jacob's Bible Study class, our main website, which is thehouseofjacob.org thehouseofjacob.org uh you can also listen to the biblical resolutions podcast on itunes iHeartRadio, spotify and tune in um you know if you want to listen to it as you're you know going to work or out and about you can listen to it on those platforms uh also and uh Hopefully, um, you know, you were edified and until next time, you know, we'll be bringing 
another topic from the scriptures on the Biblical Resolutions Podcast. Thank you all and peace in the mighty name of Jesus.